Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where tonight is going to be a very interesting night. Uh, if you follow Talk Junkies the past couple weeks, we've had uh, some interesting things uh, go on in the podcast. We've had Dan from the Constitution of Us, his Facebook page on the show twice the past uh, three weeks. And we've really uh, went hard on the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and stuff like that. And I think tonight we're going to kind of get into that with the guests that we have on this evening with what Missouri is doing with their gun legislation. Um, <clears throat> first, before I do that, I want to thank any new listeners that are uh, jo- tuning in to Talk Junkies. I appreciate all the comments that you guys give. Keep it up, man, because that's what makes me go every day. Uh, just whenever I'm at work and I just see my phone and I see that notification that someone's commented on one of our videos, I truly, truly like that. I enjoy it, whether it's a good comment or a bad comment. Um, I like either or. I just like feedback. So I greatly appreciate that. Without further ado, we're going to welcome a guest that's been on Talk Junkies quite a few times from the Truth Money Freedom Podcast, Pat. What is up, man? Hey there, Paul and Carl and Jesse. It's been a long time, guys. It's great to be back on. Thank you for having me. Hey, anytime and anytime. I know you got some very important information that you're trying to get out right now, and there's no no better uh, place to do it, man, than here on Talk Junkies. I'm, I'm very excited. Not entirely sure how you want to go about it first. I know you, you want to get into some silver, right? Yeah, silver and Second Amendment Preservation Act. Preferably, sure. we'll start with the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Cool. Let's... And you guys are in Missouri, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, we're in Missouri, okay. South Kansas City. So, okay, gotcha. So you're on the Missouri side of Kansas City and everything. Yep. Um, well, I'll tell you what. There's actually been... Um, if it's all right, if I can, you know, begin a little bit here. Yeah. So uh, b- before you do, I just want to let people know that we've talked about the Preservation Act, I believe, in, in a in a previous podcast with you, and we've mentioned mm-hmm. it before in other podcasts that we do with you, but we haven't gotten to the point where we are. What you're about to talk about now, where is that at, and where are you we? He- yeah, where are we heading with that? So if you guys have any questions about what this is, and I'm sure you'll get into that, Pat, but we have done a podcast with Pat from Truth Money Freedom before about this subject. Okay. Um, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, it's actually legislation that's been introduced in multiple states. It uses our language, uh, which we're quite proud of. We don't have a copyright on our language for the bill. Uh, Ron Calzone and uh, his attorney uh, was instrumental in drawing up some of that language. But what it is essentially is a, a hopefully a bill that becomes law that says the federal government's Uh, Second Amendment laws no longer apply within the borders of that particular state, the state in question. And we're not the only state to have this legislation on the docket this year. Last year, if you guys remember, we were pursuing this, the the beer flu, you know, shut down the Missouri government. So we couldn't pursue this. We, We couldn't get far enough to even get it into hearings last year. This year, we've been in hearings. And We're making it a lot further this year, thanks to uh, the grassroots support and people on the inside working this. But what the Second Amendment Preservation Act basically does is use what's called the Anti-Commandeering Act, or clause, to prevent the federal government from coming in and taking Missouri resources, that'd be police officers, sheriffs, sheriff's deputies, state police, any resources we have here for law enforcement, to enforce their laws because we no longer recognize them in the state of Missouri. So let's say bump stocks. Uh, That's just an easy one. Arm braces. You guys remember that from the Trump administration on on AR-15 pistols. Um, Those have now been, by executive fiat, they've been uh, rendered illegal by, you know, executive fiat. And so what this would do is say, 
<clears throat> we're not interested in what you say your laws are in the Second Amendment. We as Missouri are using the Tenth Amendment, which is state rights in the Constitution, to decide for ourselves what we get out of the Second Amendment, which is guaranteed to all citizens of the United States of America. So you can't do any more laws against the Second Amendment because there's no provision for it in the Constitution. You cannot make laws against it, yet they do. Most laws that come out of Washington, D.C. are wholly illegal. Most people don't know this, but it is a fact. And actually, I can prove it, but for you know, time's sake, we're not going to be going through legislation and bills and laws that are totally unconstitutional. But that's what we're afraid of here in Missouri. Unconstitutional laws for red flags. For, <clears throat> let's just say Carl. Hey, Carl, I'm picking on you because you're the new guy. Let's say Bring Carl is, is on some kind of medication. And then the doctors and the government say, well, because Carl's on that medication, he can no longer possess a firearm. That's what we call a red flag law. That is wholly illegal. That can't be done. There's no provision for this. They have to amend the Constitution to make a provision for this. Well, not only that, but there, if you in Missouri, you can have a cannabis card now and you can actually purchase marijuana legally. And if you do that, you give up your right to own a firearm. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with all kinds of squirrely situations at this point from the federal side, even from the state side sometimes, like PDMC laws. The, the example I gave with Carl, you know, being, uh, you know, heavily medicated on something. Uh, but it doesn't take away his right, um, you know, to own a firearm right now at this time. He could be on an antidepressant. He can be on blood pressure meds and still own a firearm at this time. The kind of stuff that's being proposed in states and indeed at the federal level would take away his right to own a firearm if he was on some some kind of medication. Okay, so anti-commandeering is very important too. Let me explain that a little bit further and then we'll get into where we are now. Uh, anti-commandeering doctrine was basically put in uh, basically to prevent the federal government's overreach, uh, preventing a tyrannical leader from coming into the United States government and starting to do things that are wholly illegal. Well, we see that all the time now. We need to exercise the 10th Amendment now to save the Second Amendment for Missourians because Missouri can't do it for the federal government. We know these guys are bought and paid for. They're bought and paid for so many times, they don't even know who their masters are anymore. And who am I referring to? The President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, Senators, Representatives, the Supreme Court. They're controlled by corporations. They're controlled by special interests and corporations, and we can't seem to get a hold of them and control them anymore, even though they're supposed to work for us. Therefore, we have to look internally. Every state now is, is pretty much in this stage of the game with the economic collapse that's, that's directly linked. I don't want to go into how that's directly linked. That's why we're seeing this tyrannical movement by our federal government is because the economy is failing. Uh, we're in Weimar Republic right now. Those of you who have studied the Weimar Republic before Hitler took over, we're following in those footsteps. We have the same hallmark signs going forward of where our economy is and where that places us politically. And so don't look for 1929 United States. We're not there. That's, this is a very different scenario that we're in right now. But if you take 1929 and put us in the Weimar Republic, most people wouldn't know the difference from what we're going through right now. So that's why the Second Amendment Preservation Act is so important and not just for Missouri, 
Now I'm appealing to people in Missouri tonight, but I'm also appealing to people in other states. If you have this legislation, start working it right away. In my opinion, you don't have a lot of time. So with that being said, if you don't mind, let me let you know where we're at now. Uh, we have passed it in the House. The, this year, the bill is HB 85, House Bill 85, Second Amendment Preservation Act. It went through committees in the House, went to the floor, and was passed. There was a small amendment, that a small change, instead of, and I'll tell you what the change is. Um, if this bill goes through, the way the bill was previous to the change was that the person, or uh, let's be more specific, the law enforcement uh, person that actually worked with the federal government to uh, take away someone's Second Amendment right, take away their gun, would personally be held responsible for that in a civil court. After the change, now the agency they work for is going to be held account accountable. Even better. Not the person. Even better. So, yep, and that also leaves it open for a lawsuit. By the way, the language is, I believe, um, the lawsuit would be not less than $50,000. So it can be $50,000 and up towards the agency that takes away your Second Amendment right or does something to, to uh, disturb your Second Amendment freedoms, as guaranteed in the Constitution of the United States. It's important we remember that part as well. So because it has passed the House, it has now gone to the Senate, and it's sitting in a committee right now, or a, or a pre-committee. Uh, I'm not 100% sure which one it is, but for my intents and purposes tonight, it doesn't matter where it's sitting in the Senate, because I'd like to talk about Sheriff Arnott in Greene County, Missouri. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Springfield? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm very close to Springfield. I'm in Christian County. It's a neighboring county to mine. So uh, Greene County is where Springfield is. For those of you who are watching this video and don't know um, the Missouri geography. There is one sheriff that seems to be leading the charge to stop the Second Amendment Preservation Act. His name is Sheriff Jim Arnott, and he is the sheriff of Greene County. He's a very, uh, uh, very interesting man. Um, let me start with, uh, I'm not going to be sure. And by the way, this is uh, an interview right now, but it'll be a conversation in just a little bit because we need to discuss this um, and, you know, with you guys as well. But what we have is the sheriff that has put up so many um, excuses not to allow this to go through. He is literally spearheading. He is the poster child, anti-Second Amendment, anti-SEPA. He is the poster child working possibly with, I don't know this to be a fact, but it could be, the Missouri Sheriff's Association. Why, you may ask now. Why, why is one man, one man, one sheriff in one county stopping all of you from having your Second Amendment rights as as given by God and afforded to you by the Constitution of the United States. Why is that, I wonder? One sheriff, he's getting an awful lot of federal money, gang, for his new big, massive prison that can house some 2,200 folks. He's getting all kinds of federal money for more uh, sheriff's deputies. He's getting all kinds, he's getting federal money right and left. It's a big part of his budget. In fact, it might be the biggest part of his budget. I don't know. But I think he thinks that if he supports the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which is where we're telling the federal government, no thank you on any Second Amendment infringements, that he will lose his funding. He will lose his legacy 
of building a giant prison, you know, for the people of Greene County, <clears throat> for having more and more deputies on the streets, which he does with federal money. He does a lot of that with federal money. Well, I mean, they have to get the money from somewhere to fund all those deputies and all that, right? Yes, but, but, but here's my point, though. Your rights are being taken away because he needs to get the money from somewhere. Is that okay with you, Jesse? Oh no, 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 no. I was, yeah. I was almost, <laughs> almost sarcastic. That that was okay, sarcasm that was I'm coming sorry. from me. That was I, that I was, was about to spar with you, dude. No, no, that <laughs> was up, that was <laughs> no, that was sarcasm. That was very okay. heavy sarcasm. So okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, you you didn't catch it. That that was sarcasm. As, okay, as gotcha. far as like civil death goes, that happens in the United States because it happens all the time. You almost talked about God given rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are not like the the right to you know uh, a lot of things people consider god given rights this particular one as far as the second amendment and being able to own a gun isn't a god given right because you can have a civil death uh, in the united states even if you have a nonviolent crime and have a felony and then you can lose your gun any any right any rights to guns well technically uh, actually an argument can be made against that i'm not totally prepared to argue against that right now but i will tell you the founding fathers were very smart to put in that we have certain unalienable human rights given to us by our creator. Yep. And the reason they wrote that into the constitution is so that people like Sheriff Arnott could not take them away from you because they were given to you by a higher power than government. And that's because the founding fathers themselves just, you know, literally got out of a tyrannical government situation. They, they literally did not want a new one. They wanted to do everything they could to prevent a new one. Therefore, they said your rights come from God, but you're right. We currently have laws in the books that are federal laws. If you are a felon, you cannot. It's called a civil death. In in my opinion, that's that's what I talk about. It's it's they they literally it's it's a civil death. So your civil rights are forever taken away and you can no longer your right to vote, right to vote, right to own a firearm, you know, et cetera. It's it's a civil death. That the government's able to, the federal government's able to place you under. That doesn't happen on a state level, but it happens on a federal level that you can go through a civil death. Yep, understood. And, uh, you know, but that's another thing, too. Sheriff Arnott has provided, you know, uh, lots and lots of reasons why he won't support the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Among them was he said we can't charge people under federal crimes anymore for firearms infringement. You know, we'd have to do state and in state law and in state prosecution and pay state jurisprudence, they often get off the hook um, with very little prison time. So um, I'd like to say that I happen to know a sheriff who happened to be in Christian County that also got off with very little prison time when he was embezzling money from the county. Sheriff Arnott, this is for you. Let's have you as accountable as I am to the law from this point forward, let's make a pact sheriff or not. Let's you and I make this pact right now. I know you'll see this video. We all have to be accountable. You know who I'm talking about in Christian County. I don't need to say his name. He was my sheriff. He embezzled funds, got out after three months, $1.25 million. I believe that's a good game. That's a great scam. Maybe I should go embezzle 1.25 million and do three months. Yeah, that would that would that would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, my God, why is it that the sheriffs don't want to be held accountable to the same law that I'm being held to? And by God, they don't. Judging by how this, I'm sorry, I'm getting no, no, it's, upset about this. What, but what you're really getting into is 
uh, a lot of America now nowadays is it's all about who you know. Have you ever heard that? It's all about who Absolutely. you know. Absolutely, and, and because it's wrong. you end up being no, it is it is wrong. It is it is very much wrong because it creates this weird hierarchy of people being able to get away with things with less you know consequence than an average everyday person would be able to get you know because they know the judge. Oh, you know, they, they know exactly. the judge. Oh, I'm cousins. The, the prosecutor. Oh, I'm cousins no. with, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> whoever. Yeah. And and it's that's not a fair justice system. Injustice is supposed to be blind in all this. But it's it's really it comes down to who you know and mainly how much money that you have, you know, you're able to get away with but still, a bunch depending but still, on the for amount him, of money that you for, have. But. For that sheriff to get caught and he's embezzling and only to do three months, I I feel like we we all understand that there's a serious issue and problem that's going on right now. Absolutely. And and why is that? Because of who he knew. Exactly what Jesse yeah. had said, where he was, what position he held. But I, I don't even think you it's know? who you know, because in, in most cases, if, if any if any type of sheriff were to do that in whatever county it was, yeah, they probably all know someone, but they're all looking at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are people who are individual citizens who know someone, but it doesn't come out the same outcome. So I, I think to a point, yes, it is who you know, but obviously they're sheriffs. You, you, yep. So well, that's true. They're sheriffs, and you know what? I respect the position. I do. I mean, I, I sheriffs, I appreciate. What I don't appreciate is people like Joey Kyle, who can actually embezzle one point two five million dollars and do three months in prison and be out, and then go off to a foreign land to be, you know, some kind of consultant to the U.S. military. Yeah, that's. I crazy. mean, how does that happen? Yeah. You know. So I be, mean, a sheriff, a sheriff are not is hiding behind something how how is he how is he getting all of his backing like how how is he spirit how is it one man spearheading something that could change the history of missouri i don't know that's a very good question i'm i don't know the man personally um i know him by reputation i know him through other people um he he's definitely going to know me after this video by the way i'm not suicidal just so you guys know (laughs) oh man it's Uh, it's that level of worry yeah. So, uh, but that's a fact. I mean, I got to tell you guys, this is really, really upsetting to me personally that Sheriff are not because, and by the way, I have to make an assumption at this point because every argument he's put up against the second amendment preservation act could easily be mitigated easily. And, but it just, no, nope, we just can't do it as, you know, as long as law enforcement is being held accountable, um, then I won't support the bill. So yes, we can have the bill, but without any provisions to actually go after people who actually break the law. So it, so why go ahead. So it passed in the house, right? Of Missouri. Correct. So now what yep. is, what are the next steps? Minus this guy, Mr. Sheriff Arnold. Well, he, he just seems to be the poster child for the dissent. Right. I suspect there's other people behind him. I don't know. I think Brad Cole, my sheriff in Christian County might be behind him. I, I'd, I'd be open to having a debate with him. In fact, I'm open to having a, a debate with Sheriff Arnott as well, if he wants to debate me on this. Um, we could go through the laws together, you know, and find out why, you know, he is so, let's just say, the, the opposition he's so vocal about. I, I really don't understand it because for the very few things he had issues with, they could be very easily taken care of. But to him, it's nope. As long as law enforcement is being held accountable, we can't do this bill. If law enforcement is no longer accountable, remember now, Joey Kyle, Sheriff, Christian County. Yeah, he was held accountable for three months, you know, for $1.25 million. Guys, think about it. 
we should all run for sheriff and embezzle money and do three months, right? Yeah. Is, is, is that a felony Jesse, level? Jesse, come on. Let's I know. Do is, the math, man. Is, is, uh, no, no, you're you're right. Is that a felony level of money embezzling? I'm just curious. Or is that still on a state? Or is it, that still on a state level offense? I uh, I don't know the uh, because it, the etymology. Okay, by the way, where this because is as far note. as the civil death goes, which I just I I brought up, technically uh, over X amount of money should be a felony, and then you lose civil civil rights. Uh, or a, or a civil death through that, and he shouldn't be able to own a gun or be able to be in office, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That goes down yeah. the line. So apparently, one you said one point three million. One, I believe I read in the paper it was one point two five million. One point two five million was not a felony offense, and I I don't know. Uh, he only did three months. Doesn't sound so, like it. Well, there has been people who have had felony offenses well, too. Well, he was that, he, that by only the way, three just months. you know, for the record, so this is all straightened up, and this is Embley Post. He was given one year and one day. Well, no, That's, you have that... to you have to do the one year and one day because oddly enough, in uh, as as far as so that sounds like a federal sentence is what it sounds like to me because your uh your attorney will try to fight for like if the judge wants to get you six months they'll actually fight for a year and one day because then you could get out in three. But if That's you're correct. if you're sentenced if you're sentenced to eight months you have to you serve eight the eight months, months no matter what. But if you're sentenced so, anything over a year, you could get out uh, earlier. So we could only do see, like a, a week or two. There, that's, Jesse, this very loopholey gentleman. You know this. <laughs> they gave him a year and a day so yeah. he could be out in three months. Yeah. No, that's that, exactly I mean, what they did. That's happened so many times in the system. Uh, you yep. you see that all the time. All the time happening in these like, whenever they're really like bad offenders, but yep. they know too many people higher up. That's that's what they end up getting. They get a year and a well, day. So they could so, be out. Typically, it's sooner than three months, by the way. But Well, based on what you just said here, I mean, why not hold sheriffs accountable? You know, why, why can't we do it? For some reason, we can't seem to do it. The prosecution system doesn't seem to allow for this. When we have an anti-Second Amendment sheriff like, like uh, Arnott in Christian County, or I'm sorry, in Greene County, and yes, he's anti-Second Amendment. There's no doubt in my mind he, of this. And I'm sure that it will upset him that I say that because he loves to tell everybody how pro-Second Amendment he is, but not when it comes to protecting you from aggressive totalitarian bills that are in Washington, D.C. All three of you are being affected by this man. Oh, yeah. And he's in Springfield. We're separated by 180 miles of farmland, guys, and he's affecting you. Yeah. You know, so we need to. So how do we deal with this is the next question. Well, I think right? there's always going to be someone who's on the other side, though. There's always going to be someone fighting against what we're what's so important um, when it comes to this legislation. It doesn't surprise me that there's someone spearheading a campaign to try and go against this. But for yeah. the fact that it's the sheriff who's supposed to be protecting the state of Missouri, that's kind of surprising. Well, uh, he swore an oath, didn't he? Exactly. Yeah, he swore an oath on the Constitution. And, but, yeah, but the federal money is superseding his oath. Right. So he's a corrupt man. So I anti-constitutional, anti-Second Amendment corruption. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're Paul. good. Before that just, happens so much, by the way. Before we, this isn't some fluke of the, you know, some weird know. roll of the dice. I this think, happens all the time. I think. I mean, because we're we're outside the the realm of. I mean, we're outside of. I just want you to kind of finish on where it's at legislation wise, and what are our next you steps bet. before we before we go any further on it. Okay, gotcha. Right now, it's uh, the Senate pro tem, I believe his name is uh, Senator Schatz, uh, has yet to actually assign this to committee to get out of committee to go to the floor. And so that's where it's at. So basically, that's what the call to action is. All right, you guys saw me get pretty angry here. 
Uh, now it's time for me to calm down and tell people what they can do about this because you can do something. We don't sit back and go, oh gosh, it's just corrupt government. We can't get rid of it. This, whatever, let's just go back to work and just live our lives. No, we have to fight. You fight corruption. And the way to fight this one is to call up your state senators. Call up your state senators. Tell them you do not care about Sheriff Arnott's opinion about the Second Amendment Preservation Act because he actually has an opinion that is against your rights. Also, a letter, a physically typed and signed letter sent by good old-fashioned U.S. snail mail to Senator Schatz telling him to please go forward with the Second Amendment Preservation Act and assign it to committee and get it done quickly. Those are the two things that actually could be done right now. Another thing, and I will be making a video about this very shortly. Does he have ties with the prison? Tonight. Does he have ties with the prison that you were talking about earlier? Like any financial Ooh. ties? Uh, the Sheriff Arnott you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting all kinds of federal money for a massive prison in Springfield. I mean, I mean, but uh, I mean, as far as his budget goes, but I mean, is there any tie to like going into his pocket? I mean, they got to oh, be hand uh, in no, hand, but if there's no, a paper no. trail on that, they probably hide that paper trail pr fairly well, I would uh, assume, because it's like a CEO money. at some point or not embezzling money, but if he has like some stock in it, you know, you end up, you know, being able yeah. to take away like a piece of it. I was just curious yep. on that. No, I, I if don't there's any paper trail so. on that. I don't think so. I, I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, you know, because Sheriff or not, we'll see this video. He will be angry and uh, he will probably put out a video or some kind of statement against it. But I cannot uh, accuse him of that level of corruption at this time. Uh, I don't think there is any uh, collusion with any corporations that actually benefit him for the construction of this prison. Uh, there, there's nothing I can find easily that would actually tie him to that. Um, I'm just talking about the fact that he is probably worried about his all the millions and millions and millions of federal dollars he's getting a year being cut off that's, if he supports the Second Amendment and, Preservation And that's Act. fine. He can do all this, and he's going to keep fighting. But like having videos like this and having you on the podcast and trying to reach Missourians on what they can do to actually change the, the, the course of history within the state when it comes to gun legislation. And this is the biggest piece right now that is uh, present to all of us. So doing those things, Pat, and I'll put a link down below in the description on how we can reach out to our senators and write the and, and get their numbers so we can call them. And let's I'll say help you out with that, Paul. Thank you. And let's say enough people do do that, and then the senators get overwhelmed with that here in Missouri. Their next step is to put it on the committee floor, correct? And then they have to talk that about is, it. That actually, no, it's to be assigned to committee, and then okay. the committee meets on the bill. They pass the bill through committee. Then it goes to the floor for debate or perfection. And if the bill gets changed at all, it gets kicked back to the House. I'm sorry. If the bill gets changed in the Senate, the Senate approves the change bill. It goes back down to the House. They have to now approve it because it's changed from the bill they kicked up to the Senate. And I'm sorry, how so many it, how many senators are in Missouri? I can't remember. Uh, 30, I believe. Okay. Some, something in that range. Okay, so at that point, there'll be a conversation between 30 senators, and they're going to try and re make it perfect or whatever. Yes, but there's no need to make it perfect. It's already perfect. You know what yeah, I'm saying? See, so. That's the that's the point. And we're done appeasing law enforcement on this, because if this doesn't go through and these draconian laws come from Washington, D.C. and smack all of us in the face, the sheriffs will still have guns. 
It's yep. us that will start losing our guns. They will still have guns. Yep. They're not worried about themselves. And they'll be able to carry guns personally because they're commissioned by a law enforcement agency. We're talking about our rights here. We're not talking about theirs. Their rights don't get infringed. Ours do. And that's one thing that people in Missouri have to remember what happens when these draconian laws come through from Washington, D.C., or from your state, or from your state. It doesn't affect law enforcement. Yeah, it may affect the, the way they handle the law a little bit, you know, but it doesn't it doesn't take away their rights. No, they it still takes have away ours. They have bump stocks. They have they're gonna have more than ten clips. They don't have to pay yep. insurance to have a weapon. They don't, right. have to, they don't have to have a, a permit right. for ammunition. If you look at uh, Bill H.R. 127, like we dived deep into last week, those are the types of things you're talking about right now. What people don't That's understand correct. is whether or not it's Democrat or Republican. Uh, right now, who is in office and what is in office is about to change the course of history when it comes to the Second Amendment. And yes. a, a lot of people seem to be on board with it, but I think majority, and there's probably more that are that are not okay with it. And this type of legislation right. in Missouri that we're trying to pass is going to protect us against any type of federal regulations that are going to come our way and I just don't see how this doesn't come it doesn't pass in Missouri. Yeah. Well, in, and once again, it's a very few people, a very few powerful people that are stopping it from going through. And Paul, let me echo what you said. This is not just for people in Missouri. This is for people of Minnesota, people of Colorado, people of Arkansas, everywhere, everywhere in the United States. If you don't understand what's coming from Washington, D.C., and if you appreciate having your Second Amendment rights, you had better get busy. Strange and horrible things are coming. This is what we do. We need protection. The federal government will not give us protection. Your senators, your representatives, your president, your vice president, and your Supreme Court are all bought and paid for. I'm telling you. I mean, I've never, maybe I've not been so passionate about this in the past, but this is a fact. They're all paid off. They're all paid off. They all work for special interests. I would, they are not working for you. I, I would you love. You need to do some. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jesse. No, no, no. Because I was going to bring a little comedy into it in all okay, hopes good. of comedy. comedy. In all bring hopes in. of comedy. Is that all the politicians have to wear NASCAR jackets, like how NASCAR yeah. drivers wear, to where it yeah. shows who endorses them and who has bought them off. Yep, is what I really think. Right. I, I would right. love to I see agree. that. Yes, because and they Supreme absolutely Court are. Justices, look how they, long the robes are. They've got room yeah. for all of them. They got room for all the patches. They got room yeah. for all 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 the patches from yeah. whatever media, like it, everything. I, I would love to see that because everybody knows it's happening. I, I well, think what's really surprising to me is I think most people know this. Most like this isn't some surprising thing to the common man. We've yeah. all just ex accepted it. And yeah. and we oh all politicians are problem. bullshit. That's, I grew up I grew were. up listening to politicians are bullshit. Every everybody knows this, but this you know this just comes down to that little yeah. bit of common. So trying, but to my point, we need protection from these animals in D.C. We need it, and our state needs to step up to the plate. The Constitution allowed for it if it came to this point. It's time for us to act. This is, the Tenth Amendment is there for us to actually uh, shore up the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, um, you know, the Fourth Amendment, you know, Third Amendment. If you don't want, you know, people housed in your home that happen to be soldiers or law enforcement, I mean, study the Ten Amendments and and look what you're losing. Jurisprudence. We just talked about how uh, Joey Kyle skated, absolutely skated on a massive embezzlement um, conviction, and he was a sheriff. He should have been. He should have done 20 years for that for breaking the trust of the people. 
you know, uh, at what point, Does it, 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 Jesse, you, you had a great point there, and I'd like to ex expand on that just a bit. But why is it we are so accepting of all this corruption with our officials, with our public officials, the people that we trust? Why are we trusting them anymore? Because you know? I, gr I grew up, I grew up knowing to like that there is no trust in them. They, they're out for their own. But yet you still go and vote for them and, and you still do this. And it's we, we just keep fueling it. And there is no other option. There is no new system to have somebody put in a position of power that isn't corrupt. And even the ones that aren't corrupt go, go to the wayside and honestly probably become overlooked because you're just so used to being like, oh, you're a politician. Well, you're just corrupt as shit. So... So that's what it is. Even though they might be of like full, just actually trying to do the good thing, but that's that's not how my generation views it at all. Every everybody sitting in this room with me right now probably has the same feeling as me: is that we all know politicians are bullshit to the majority of whatever they're they're trying to put across. You know, they don't ever do what they're really really after. They're not after the benefit of the common person. They're after the benefit of themselves. Simply simply put. You know, well, it comes down to people who are uneducated, and we're all uneducated when it comes to the Constitution. And they make it difficult, and they make it they, difficult they, they, to they, they don't, like start learning these laws too. But yeah. which, Pat, I'm I'm sure you realize this, talking to even uh, a partially intelligent person on this matter. But then you started getting into litigation and like the terminology and everything, and all of a sudden it's a new language to them. It is, you know, They've and it's done that just on purpose. not. It's called I know, corporate law I know. It or throws, maritime it, law. And I can, Common law is where we came from. And heaven right. forbid, heaven forbid, they just put out some general morality to where they're like, hey, you know, uh, everybody benefits from this, and then, you know, the, the higher-ups, you know, have to don't have as much power, you know? And they'd be like, all right, that sounds great. But now, you know, they have to form-fit and weird, like, snake-tongue their fucking way around shit uh, to make it sound like it's good for you when everybody else loses their freedoms and um and the politicians the corporations what i like to call the one percent are the ones that are just like uh skip into the bank you know what i mean yeah. i think what's, like what's, just skip into the bank what's with, for, with their money it, i don't i don't know a better way to like put it but they do all these things and, and they became so uh, conniving and so good at it that the, it, we're in the state of where we are right now but honestly and what it comes down to is the individual and pat someone like you who is so um who's so deep in it, you know, and, and you're so passionate about it and you actually want change. Like you're doing your duty to the constitution to try and I make, am. to make change for the better and for the betterment of everyone through the constitution and what the constitution says, the foundation that gives us those rights that you talked about earlier. Unfortunately, we have a mass population that doesn't do that because they're so comfortable with the way that they live, how the government has built uh, the situation that we're in right now. That's kind of what we're facing. They've made it, yes. they made it so convenient, like Johnny says, when it comes to pain and uh, pain and pleasure, and they give us all this free shit, and you know the way that they spiel it and all that stuff, they make it look so beautiful to where no one's going to question it until they come up with legislation like this when it comes to banning assault weapons or AR-15s, where it starts to make some people question it, and those type of people that are going to question it are going to turn to videos like this and be like, well, damn man, these guys are right. I need to actually do my due dil due diligence when it comes to the Constitution. It's not up to these crony politicians that are debating it every day and we hope that and pray that they're going to pass some sort of legislation. It's up to the people, man. It's up to the people. Like Dan said when we were on the podcast last week, if we want change, man, it's the people that make the change. 
we're the yeah. ones who started the the re not necessarily re a revolution, but when it comes to gun legislation, if the majority of Missourians want it, then that's what happens, man. And we enact it. We don't need to call our senators and say, "Hey, please give us our gun rights." Yes, that's we have to, unfortunately, because that's the way the system is set up. For sure, the for sure, it, but it was but, never intended that way. It was never that's intended correct. that way. It's that we, correct. the people, and we gave that up, and we have to get that back. Is what I'm saying. That's correct. As opposed that's correct. to like. And, and and sorry, I'll I'll make it short real quick. As opposed to getting off this podcast tonight, and it's very important that we're having this podcast. But as opposed to doing it, getting that number from you, Pat, or I can find it out, and calling my my senator tomorrow and actually trying myself to do it, as yep. opposed to waking up and not doing anything at all. That's, that's the, correct. That's Thank the most you, important Paul. thing. Yes, it is. This is a call to action, by the way. Yeah, this video may get some people fired up, like I am. Um, this is not a joke to me. I have worked very hard along with Ron Calzone, Aaron Dorr, uh, you know, Jimmy D, and uh, and then someone who's not with us anymore, uh, David, um, you know, we called him Strong Horse. Um, we, we have worked very, very hard. And what we're trying to do is leave this place better than we found it, to, to leave more freedom than we came into. And whole, holy crap, when I'm being stopped by a sheriff in Greene County because his convenience his federal dollars trumps my rights i get angry of course i get angry and like i said guys you should be angry too yeah he's closer to me than he is to you but he's affecting you guys as well but but you're right the founding father said if we did not fight for it constantly corruption would take over the system it has it has it's everywhere corruption's everywhere now, I work with very honorable, very good people at the Missouri state government. I can't say enough good about Jay Taylor. I have uh, uh, Jared Taylor. I have talked to him multiple times on the phone. He is my representative. He has always made his office and uh, his time available to me. Um, I've got um, Eric uh, Burleson, my senator, same thing. Um, but... Like I said, it's really strange how one person can stop the whole process. That's why I'm beginning to think this is not something that, you know, that, you know, someone's telling me, okay, we got to look out for this senator and this senator and this senator. We got problems with this senator. I don't know that, but I'm starting to get the feeling that there's some senators that are also trying to block this, but they're hiding behind the shield known as Jim Arnott, Sheriff of Greene County, because he has decided to put to where the target right now. He's the poster child, anti-SEPA, anti-Second Amendment. And so we're going after him publicly, but there's no reason to call his office. He, you're not going to change his mind. Ron Calzone has tried very hard um, to actually get him to see reason on this. He absolutely is opposed to SEPA if there is any, any ramifications for any law enforcement officers if they break the law. This is the problem with our not. So basically what we have to do is break through it by calling our senators and say, literally, we don't care what Sheriff Arnott says. He's wrong, I'm right. And you're not gonna take his wrong to take away my right to the second amendment, my right to bear arms, just because he's wrong. Do you know what's sad about this though? So, uh, and I don't know how true this is, but we, I, I, uh, I'm a server at a restaurant here locally in my town and mm -hmm. um, a group of sheriffs came in and I was just curious about what their thoughts were on this legislation. So I asked him about it. I was like, so what are your thoughts about, and about, you know, the legislation that Missouri is trying to pass when it comes to gun rights? And they're like, you know, they're like, yeah, we're for it. They're like, but if it does pass, like if the feds come in, we're, they're still, we're not going to do anything about it. Like the feds, if the, like, yeah. 
the feds can no, yeah the feds, the feds can, can still come in that is yeah, correct and they're like we won't do nothing that's correct that that's correct they cannot assist the fed to uh you know basically uh enforce any federal second amendment law or i'm sorry laws against the second amendment well no they're saying so they that's would, correct no they're saying that like if you called the cops they said they wouldn't come if the feds were trying to arrest you for what they passed for on gun legislation well yeah but understand that but also keep in mind um there there's provisions in this bill for going after the fed legally and uh the fed will have to pay for your for your uh for your time in court as well good so i mean this has all been taken care of gang good um this has all been thought of and and yes if law enforcement wants to play this guzzy little game because they want to be their you know little nazi goose stepping soldiers it's the only guys with guns out there well then thank you very much please tell us you support hitler openly so we'll know not to vote for you you know we need to get you out of office if that's what your intention is sheriff are not i mean you're acting like hitler did I mean, I'm not going to compare you to Hitler, but I'm going to say that you're doing a lot of things he did. Too too and, many people do. Too many. It's yeah. you know, it's 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 overdone with that. You know, yeah. As far as the comparison to that, can I just want to bring something up really quick? Something that has always resonated with me as far as uh, my dislike for the federal government in general, as of lately, not not where it initially came from, because the federal government initially came from a place of protecting the people from from tyranny what you're talking about with the constitution and now the federal government comes up with just all these laws that uh inhibit you from freedom basically and Ed, i i don't know if i've said this on a podcast with you but i'm like where laws come from is simply a problem that the government can't solve so they go okay we're gonna make it a law and if you don't if you do this now it's punishable Be, like like anything you you go back as far as like um we can't solve this problem uh it, drugs is a really easy one so like oh we you know drugs drugs are a problem for people so we need to make it illegal and then we'll punish them and then out, out of punishment then it will create the solution that's not they cannot come up with a really good solution to a problem that's where laws come from in my opinion, the Constitution is not is is not laws. It's it's protective rights for individuals. Right. Um, but now you have all these so many more and more laws come in where I'm like, why, why is my not my government who has so much access to so much money, so much resources start solving these problems? Like, why are they not able to solve these problems? That's that's all it is. It's a problem that needs a solution, not not just simply so simply put. Oh, I'm just going to punish you because you, you know, you do this. Why not get to the origin of it? Nothing about our government has, especially federal government, ever wants to get down to the root origin of. You mean the CIA drug running? Is that what you're getting well, at? Well, I mean, you could get down in, into a bunch of it. But what I'm talking yeah, about I, is laws in general. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at, I hope I'm not being too, too big here with this, but. All laws for me are is there's a problem in society and we cannot solve it. People run stop signs and, you know, um, you know, hit another person. So we need we need a law that tickets you if you run a stop sign. That has nothing to do with driver awareness or making a better driver. Do you you see what I'm saying? Laws laws only laws or are a temporary solution to a long term problem. 
that never really gets solved is how I've always viewed it. You know, like, especially whenever it comes to gun law, coming back to gun law, so much of uh, the left side of it go, look at all the school shootings and, and these terrorist attacks, so we just need to outlaw guns. I'm like, well, you're an idiot, because that's not how that shit fucking works, is just getting rid of guns doesn't fucking solve the issue with the person who's doing the act in the, in, in the first place. Like, it's a temporary solution to a, a long-term problem. And all you end up doing is incarcerating people. Like, I'm pretty sure, I don't, I don't know if this has changed over time. This might have been like a 2008 uh, study that I saw that the world's, pop, like the United States is 1% of the world's population and close to 25% of the world's incarcerated population because we have so many laws because we just don't have, apparent, apparently, apparently, intuitive enough minds to come up with solutions to the... Um, societal problems that that are happening in the United States follow the money and, and I know yeah. it a lot of a lot of it comes down to where people people are able to make money oh Johnny's handing me something actually here <laughs> in September 2018 the incarceration rate of the United States of America was the highest in the world at 716 per 100,000 of the nation population damn so all right, thank you, yeah, fact checker so Johnny. So 20, 20, 22%. <laughs> He's in the background, man. He is working for okay. us. All right. So as of 2013, 22% of the world's population is, uh, or 22% of the world's prisoners are in the United States. Yep, I know it was a huge number. That's, but that's ridiculous. You know what? All that, all that shows me. money in incarceration. Oh, yeah. Well, we had, we had corporatized prisons, corp, which what, honestly, coming down to uh, the sheriff that you were talking about, because there's money in people suffering. I'm sorry. Yes, there there should be no profit. I'm I'm sorry. If you have any morality whatsoever, if you're making money off somebody suffering, you're a fucking piece of shit. I I'm sorry. You're you're a piece of shit. Sheriff or not, I'm sure you meant to say a big piece of feces is what he meant to say, Sheriff or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I I cuss on here all day. I don't. I don't. Carl, care. do you have I a respect? Do you have a question? For I respect Pat? your office, Sheriff or not. Just I don't respect you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, to, to Jesse's point, what would be the issue with guns then? You're saying laws fix problems. So no, 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 no. Laws, laws do not. Laws are a temporary fix to a problem that they're trying to like solve. Like school shootings. That's school. The, so problem, that's that's where everything problem. stemmed from. That's where every, as far as gun control happens, it all stemmed from school shootings. If I remember right, yep. unless oh, yeah. I'm wrong. Oh yeah. yeah, no, for the yeah. Like that yeah. was the big one. But nobody. So everybody go. Oh, just take away the guns, right? Well, that's a yep. really stupid way to look at an issue because you're not looking at the individual doing the shooting. You're not looking at the mental health of the individual that's doing the shooting. You're not looking at, oh, maybe they came up in a horrible um, uh, like background and their parents molested them and they had to watch their sister get molested as, as they grew up and their sister committed suicide and you literally have nothing to live for because you grew up in this darkness and then now the, the gun is a means to an end. You can't take away the gun and think they can't still think that way. That's a temporary, a very horrible temporary solution to the acts that are going to happen. Because people who do evil, I, I really think every human being is born uh, completely innocent. I, I mean, there's, there's a couple cases where, where this might be refuted. But it, as far as my research goes... Early childhood is an extreme portion, and if you have a really bad childhood, you end up doing bad things. And if, if you're using this as an excuse 
especially the liberals, <laughs> to to take away guns from everyone to prevent this. I'm like, you're supposed to be the caring side of of the government, right? You should be worried about their mental health, not whether or not they have a gun or not. Yep. Whether or not, you know, no, because you should be for their Second Amendment right to, to own a gun. But, hey, I'm worried about your mental health now. No, yep. I'm, I'm, I, I want to get you counseling and everything. If you've had to go through a bad past, nobody has great uh, a great childhood with loving parents. And, and you know, like I, I shot guns with my grandparents and everything and has that. And then all of a sudden you want to go and shoot up something. No, it, it stems from something else is basically what I was getting at. Laws are such a bullshit way to look at a big problem and make it seem so small and then take away everybody else's freedoms and then go, oh, well, that'll fix it because these crazy people that society has created and we won't care about their mental health at all, but we're just going to take away the guns to where they can't hurt anybody. Guess what? They'll probably fucking find a way to hurt other people. Oh, yeah. Whether guns exist or not. This is such a poor excuse, in my opinion, for, um, for any anti-Second Amendment. I'm sorry, I probably just went off on my own rant there. but That's all right. That was an excellent rant, and it came to an excellent point. Look at England. They did outlaw guns, and they're stabbing each other to death out there. They're throwing acid in each other's faces. No, I mean, the burglary. You know, the, if, they take the, away, if they make acid and knives illegal, which they did make knives illegal, you'll just start throwing rocks at each other. No, because you know? you're, not, you're not hitting. This is my big thing. You're not hitting the root origin of the problem because they don't solving want to. the problem because they don't want to no because honestly it fuels it fuels separation tribalism tribalism in, in america making sure people i think make sure they're separated so, and, and don't and i think what they like the end goal is like they never want us to get along and what what truly is the the goal and, and if you listen to bill gates and he's a big player in this maybe he's not after you know talking with david ike and, and having that conversation with him and, and understanding what the entity is that rules this realm I'm not saying that he has it right, but from what I can gather, what I what I believe is truly happening right now is they're trying to get these vaccines to come out. They're going to make people more um, immune to all these sicknesses, and you won't get sick. None of us will get sick. And you know what you're going to be able to do? You're going to be able to labor from the time you're 20 years old till the time you're 60. And you're going to be able to just make this decent wage and just live for these people just to be rich and even more rich. And they're going to create more laws and all we are, all we are to them is, yeah, all we are is a number to them, and we we're we're cattle. We're literally cattle, and we're just being moved around. We're pawns, and and, and I'm not saying there's like we we still have opportunity. I, I think you know if I want to make it bigger in life, I can. I can run for senate and maybe not become corrupt. Maybe I would become corrupt because they threaten my family. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, from what I see, that is their goal. They're going to continue to create these laws because if you follow the money, you see that the prison system you make money. Anything that they do, they're making money off of it. That's your answer right there. They're making money off of us. Our social security number, when you're born from the day that you're out of your out of your mother's womb, you are money to them. You are a laborer. That's Bill Gates. He was 20 to 1 for these third world countries. 20 to 1 investments, what he said. That's what the vaccines did. It's a 20 to 1 investment. That's how he got people to invest into his vaccine. Because these people will no longer get sick and they'll be able to work. He said it well, on live TV. Yeah, I I actually have a different take on that. I don't want us to stray too far. Sure. Um, but my take is Bill Gates wants to depopulate the planet. Yeah, I'm not saying he that wants, within those vaccines it wouldn't make you sterile. You know what I'm saying? Like, I completely yep. agree with that too. But at the yep. same time, they can't have everyone die off because then how are they going to continue to create all this wealth and all this stuff? I mean, maybe they already have it all, but... Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who are listening to this right now might think that exactly, Pat, what you just said sounds crazy, but there is so much money in death. And just like yes, how I said is. there's money, 
in incarceration, there's a reason why the highest grossing or the richest nation in the world has the highest incarceration rate because it makes money. You make money off suffering. We can, we somehow, as it, this is so sad for me to say this as an American, but our society has found ways to make money off suffering. And we realize that actually you make more money off suffering than even giving people pleasure. Because if you're like, um, especially whenever it comes to uh, like big pharma. So man, I hope I'm not going off on a weird tangent now. Uh, so like big pharma and, and you look at um, people who are diabetic and looking at the increase in, in diet, like there, you were suffering with the disease being a diabetic and well, you have to live, right? So you're going to have to pay us however much money we decide to charge for insulin. So then they just jack that price up. That happens all the time. You, you see the, uh, oh man, capitalism makes money off suffering from big pharma to prison incarcerations to, to all of this. We have somehow found a way that human beings are like, like make us our money. And you talk about like depopulate, uh, uh, like the Bill Gates, like where does Bill Gates makes his make his makes his money from that? I'm just curious. Like, uh, like what's your theory on that? Yeah, the depopulation. Vaccines to do it. He's been doing it in Africa for nearly 30 years now. Now he's doing it to the rest of the world. He is hooked in and hooked up with some of the world's most dangerous people. You know, the Rothschilds, for instance, the royal family of England, who all believe in depopulation. By the way. We're talking about an elite class of people. Actually, you know what? Let's not do that tonight. Let's yeah. do that another time. For okay. sure. Let's keep on task here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I'd like to finish up here with the Second Amendment Preservation Act and then move on to Silver Squeeze, if you guys don't mind. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm asking folks to do is, first of all, um, check out Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out some videos here in the next day or two with evidence of what I'm talking about with sheriff are not getting federal money, lots and lots of federal funds. And all sheriffs do. I'm just saying he seems to get a lot more than your average sheriff. <clears throat> and maybe that's why the Missouri Sheriff's Association made a quick call to their friend Jim Arnott and said, you need to be the poster boy. You need to be the one to shut this down. You need to lead the opposition against people's Second Amendment rights. And in Missouri, you need to stand up and be that guy because you're getting so much money from the Fed. So it has to be you. Maybe he's doing it based on ideology. I don't know. I have not talked to him personally, but I know people who have personally talked to him. So I, that's where I'm getting my information from is people who have talked to him personally. So, um, so basically, here's what we do, gang. We don't attack Sheriff Arnott. We are not going to change his position. So what we do is we call our senators and say, we don't care what Sheriff Arnott wants because he is wrong. He's wrong, and we are right. We want our Second Amendment rights, whether Sheriff Arnott wants us to have them or not. Whether his convenience, you know, is somewhat, you know, disturbed or altered by us having our rights, we don't care. It's his problem, not ours. We're guaranteed these rights by the Constitution. And if one man is standing in the way of our rights of the Constitution, it should be a fairly easy process, guys, calling your senators. Tell them, go forward. Get it done. So we call our senators, we write a letter to uh, um, Senator Schatz. Paul, I will get you all this information to link down below in the description section. Thank you. Um, we ask him to go forward pressing this through committee right now, 
No more waiting. No more holdups from Sheriff Arnott to the Missouri Sheriff's Association. No more holdups. We don't care what they want. It's not an issue. We're talking about the people of Missouri, not a tiny little organization of 12 people in a 501c3 like the Missouri Sheriff's Association is. We don't care what they want, okay? So we need to let our senators know this. And then on top of that, everyone needs to call their respective sheriff and get on record. Are you supporting SEPA? Are you not supporting SEPA? And we need them to contact Ron Calzone directly so he can color in his county map for the state of Missouri so every voter in Missouri knows where their sheriff stands. Guys, this is a time to take a stand. It, the work must be done. And Ron Calzone and myself and Jimmy D can't do it all. We need, we need our, you know, our grassroots support. I'm the, I'm the grassroots guy. You know, I am out there doing the work. I'm doing the yeoman's work. I need others to help me do the, the yeoman's work. Call our sheriffs. We need to get them to actually answer yes or no. Are you for SEPA? Are you against SEPA? Or if you don't have an opinion, that's fine too. But that doesn't go through you. We want them to go directly to Ron Calzone. So we'll get that information uh, posted at the bottom of this video. So people can contact Ron Calzone, or I'm sorry, sheriffs can contact Ron Calzone directly. So though, that's the call to action here. You, you never got is, into any kind of detail about SEPA. Real. Okay. Yeah. Can, can you just like, yeah, briefly, just briefly, because you've said that multiple times, but I don't even know the acronym. Oh, so SEPA, Second Amendment Preservation Act. Okay. Cool. Okay. I didn't, I didn't even yep. know the, the acronym. So just yep, to get I'm that sorry. out there. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. It. You know, we're Missourians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's what it means is Second Amendment Preservation Act. Pat, I got a so question that's, for you. Go ahead. Uh, something Jesse was talking about earlier kind of popped in my head when he said it as far as they're attacking, they, they just make a law when he was going on about that. Um, they think they just make a law. Right there, Paul. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, they there just, we go. They just make I can hear you better now. They just make a law to fix something that's not broken necessarily. And at one point, Jesse, you were saying, you know, focus on like mental health, right? And so I know like Johnny like said, I don't know if it falls in this category of being the devil's advocate. Is there any legislation that you would accept for Second Amendment? Because I know like Dan last week, he said Second Amendment is a Second Amendment. There's no legislation that should uh, – Go, go against what the Constitution says. Um, back, there's people that say background checks shouldn't be a thing. Um, like HR, uh, was it 127? Mm -hmm. Part of that we talked about last week, Paul, is that, and Pat, I don't know if you know, HR uh, 127, you, you, it says that you have to have a psych evaluation for you, um, if you're married, your spouse, and if you have children, um, anybody, sorry, anybody living in your household. You, everybody under the household has to have a psych evaluation if you want to purchase a new gun. So to point, yeah, yeah oh, I got an answer for that, Carl. Yeah, I think every single one, every single person who runs as a politician should have a psych evaluation to find out if they're a sociopath, a psychopath, yeah. or just a freaking diabolical narcissist. Mm. <laughs> Boom. You know, instead of having the, Mike, man, drop. there you go, R Mike, yeah. drop. Man, after their names on the ballot. You know, hey, uh, 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 Jim Arnott, you know, Republican psychopath. <laughs> yes. And then the guy running against him is John Q. Public, a uh, diabolical narcissist. Why well, pick the diabolical narcissist? I'm sick of psychopaths. <laughs> I don't want them in government anymore. But, you, know, I, you know, I'm with everybody on this room. You know, I own, they know I own guns. I like guns. I'm, I'm all for them. Um, but again, so again, to you, Jesse, I mean, 
you said you're for, you know, look at the individual and fixing that person. Well, part of H127 is a psych evaluation, but all uh, amongst with that is all the other bullshit that goes with it. That's okay. That That's not necessarily where, where I, where I came hey, from. Hey, listen guys, I want to say something before you go forward. You guys remember the movie Godfather three. Mm-hmm. I've okay. actually never, I've great, never seen it. There, never seen it. There was a great, great line in that movie. Um, and that was when, uh, don't remember the characters names anymore, but the guy was explaining to another guy who was trying to get very big into the mafia that finance is a gun. Politics is the trigger. They work hand in hand and literally they complete a weapon. Politicians are, can be very dangerous, very, very dangerous. Um, literally by enacting laws, not enacting laws, doing nothing or doing something. And they need to be tempered by the constitution. This is exactly what our founding fathers wanted, but they don't go by the constitution anymore. We have to call them out when they stray from the constitution, Jim, are not. Are you listening? When you stray from the constitution, you need to be called out. Everyone needs to be called out. And if they're in a public position, it doesn't matter if they're a state senator, a sheriff in a county, or a federal representative or senator, or someone on the Supreme Court. You need to be called out when you stray from the Constitution. And that's what we have to do. That is our calling. That is what the founding fathers, literally the haunting echo from all the books they wrote, all the biographies that were written, all the letters that were written between them is calling us to do, is we have to stop this nonsense you know, of literally taking away our rights for their convenience or for cash. Okay, I'm sorry. Rant over. Go no, ahead, Jeff. You're good. Okay. Uh, to to address back what you were talking about, right. I'm not talking about a psycho psychological evaluation of anybody. Okay. What I'm what I'm talking about because what's happened to somebody has happened to somebody. Um, I'm talking about um uh, getting somebody help, and you have to do this, um, to prevent. Oh, it, just, okay. it doesn't okay. have to be through no, legislation wait, 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 for, for, gun, for gun reform. I'm going to try to piece this together because this is fairly heavy for me. No, I see what, what you're... What I end up seeing, what I end up seeing, and I've done a lot of research on this, is that individuals that do harm to other individuals had horrible childhoods. It's been blatantly clear to me. This is where really bad people come from. Not like... Okay, I'm not talking about people who are out just for more money. Like you're talking about the the sheriff or whatever who are just out narcissistically to build their legacy in whatever means necessary. That that comes on a different scale. I'm talking about like from violent nature and treating other people poorly really comes down to, to childhood. So what you have to do is you have to start interacting with kids now and making sure that their parents aren't abusive in some way, and if their parents were abused, because that's what trickles down, is what I'm saying. That's what, gun, guns have nothing to do with anything. If you were to really get down to the root origin to make sure that parents weren't stressed out about where money was coming from, and, um, and things were better on a societal level. Punitive taxes. You know, yeah. you know th so there's, there's so much more that comes into that. Human beings are actually really fragile, you know, Almost, you can you can add up a human fairly quickly in in the matter of like ten questions. You can basically piece together a whole human being, and you'd be like, "All right, well, this is why you're doing what you're doing," because on question three, you said that, "Oh, my dad beat the shit out of me." Oh, well, that's why you're an alcoholic. That makes sense. Your dad was an abusive alcoholic, and then and then 
you know, it kind of comes down. So you can prevent that by by shedding light into into other things. It it has nothing to do with oh whether or not you shouldn't own own a gun or anything anything like that. It's it's about prevention in the future and so much shit that happens. Like even though oh man, my dad was a piece of shit, so I'm gonna be a piece of shit. That that's not that's not. So what what HR one twenty seven is doing is it's doing what you're asking, and you're and that's not what you're asking for. No, no, but that, but that's no. that's that you're asking. How does the government fix that problem? They're because putting, everybody has okay. What so I'm, first of all, hold on, everybody hold on. everybody Jesse, will Jesse, have struggle. What I'm saying is this that's, is that's the government solution. Is they're putting it into a gun legislation act, and that's how they're going to find the solution to what you're talking about right now. Horrible. Which I, I never wanted to be peace like that. Exactly. I never wanted to. That's to what, be peace like that. For sure, but that's what's happening. But there is a big portion of, as far as the betterment of humanity, and I'm not talking about anything to do with gun rights at this point. For sure. I'm just talking about the betterment of humanity. Agreed. Let's start looking at, man, what systematically really had negative effects on individuals that caused negative uh, effects on children. Government. You you see a lot of, well, you see a lot of Vietnam, uh, Vietnam like two-term Two-term Vietnam vets uh, come back from service and then were extremely abusive uh, to their wives and to their kids. And then they their kids ended up out on the streets. And they, they talk about this. Like, they're still out on the streets now. So, like, what's kids the, from what's Vietnam, the answer, like... What's the answer to your question? It's government. No, the government's no, it, the cause of all these issues. Well... For the most part. I don't want to blame it directly on the government, but uh, it's guys, the decisions. It's, it's the decisions it's, it's, of the... It's the... Federal Reserve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the Federal Reserve. Believe it or not, guys, I can make an argument in about 30 minutes that the Federal Reserve is the root of almost every single problem we have in the United States, including education. I really like this, I actually. actually I agree with it. you. Um, so the government is a symptom of the disease. The disease itself, the cancerous tumor that is rapid growth, is the Federal Reserve. I can prove it. Uh, we've done this before, I believe, on your podcast, yes. Paul. Oh, yeah. Yes, we've, we've talked okay. about it. Almost It almost comes up every time we yeah. do one with you, yep. Pat. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I know I'm a one-trick <laughs> pony No, No, regard, but you have but... to go back. I, I had a conversation with Johnny on the way over here to where I'm like, dude, I don't think I have any new shit to say because I keep saying yeah. the same thing over and over again, like every night on a podcast. And I'm like, man, what can I bring new to the podcast? But I o- only say the same shit over and over again, you know? I don't know if you've ever had to deal with that. But I'm like, man, I don't I have, have any it. new shit. Like, <laughs> well, hopefully man. tonight I can get you guys into something else. Uh, thinking that we've kind of wrapped up where we're at right now with the Second Amendment Preservation Act. What people need to do, check the description section down below this video, gang. All the information you need to contact your senator, to contact your sheriff, and to write a letter to Senator Schatz in the state of Missouri. This is for Missouri folks, by the way, is all down below. Please, please help us. If you care about your Second Amendment rights, this is pretty much it. We got draconian bills in in 127. We just talked about it. We got draconian bills coming. This is how we defend ourselves and protect ourselves. You cannot do it on the federal level. Those guys are out of control. You cannot save them. The federal government is gone. Start thinking on your state level and your local level. And now... So real quick, Pat, I just want to, I yeah, mean, we're, so we're a little over an hour, man. I just, so I just, before, I'm just curious on your thoughts right now, because I know you got to be up early. It's completely up to you if you want to go, just, I mean, we can do however much time you want to do, but like, 
this specific video, I only want to be the Second Amendment Preservation Act. You know what I'm saying? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Because we yep. hit it, we hit we'll it hard, it and it's there. been it's been a little over an hour. So that's just kind of where I'm at right there. If you're cool with okay, that, okay, gotcha. Yep, I'm cool with it. Yep, yeah, and I, I am. And again, I don't know if you want to go into silver. I mean, it may be another time. No, no, actually, it's you know the the stuff of the Second Amendment Preservation Act is far more important than the silver stuff. For sure, um, the silver stuff is important, but not not as important as defending our rights. It's it's your time yeah, is the all. The silver I'm saying. thing. Yep, understood. And um, I'll tell you what, though, we give people a teaser. Um, and if any of you have watched Truth, Money, and Freedom podcast before, you'll all know I'm a silver bug. But there's a lot of silver bugs. I'm not the only one. And there's a massive movement. Massive. Now, this is not a small thing. You guys heard of Wall Street bets, right? Oh yeah, we did a, a really good podcast okay. on the on the the GameStop. So. Okay. Yep. Okay, well, now have you heard of Wall Street Silver? Mm-mm. Okay, massive movement. Uh, it's not as big as Wall Street bets in the aggregate, but it's big. And what we're doing is we're going after the bullion banks because of all the corruption in the uh, U.S. Uh, banking system, bullion banking system, COMEX, CME, uh, U.S. Treasury, uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, Morgan Stanley, Deutsche Bank, all these corrupt individuals that have been suppressing the price of precious metals uh, for as long as they've had paper derivative products. And we're going after them by cleaning up all the physical silver there is on the market. And it's actually having a pretty big impact, pretty big effect. So uh, we won't go into the, the, the real big details on this. What I will tell you is uh, you gentlemen could do a lot worse than to pick up some physical silver. I'm not a financial consultant. I'm just saying that it might go up tremendously in value here in the next year and you won't be able to get it. Uh, so that is something to consider. Go to your local coin shop, pick up ounces of silver and uh, just buy and hold. So that's what the movement Silver Squeeze is about. And that's a big, massive movement. If you guys want to talk about that next week or some other time, um, this is uh, Wall Street Bets uh, with GameStop 2.0. I am involved in this movement, and uh, I have put out videos on it. But if you guys want to do a video sometime next week or the week after, I'd be very happy to do it. Yeah, yeah. I would think not uh, not next week, but the week after would be perfect. We got a, we got okay. a gentleman by the – yeah, David Miano coming on next week. We're going to talk about some antiquities and ancient ancient stuff. So, Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm right, I'm well. interested in that by the way because I've okay. always been as far as commodities go mm-hmm. that's low tier low tier for me and I think I've had that conversation with you too um is is as far as where I place that value goes that w- that would be really interesting for me yeah let's hit but it up you know where the economy is going now commodities are where you want to be when the economy gets worse as they print more and more currency out of the burr machine at the Federal Reserve, you don't want to be holding dollars or dollar derivatives. That means you don't want to really truly be in the stock market. It doesn't mean like the stock market is going to collapse or go down. I have like three what questions, it does but I'm going to wait. Is, is, that it, is that it won't go up at the rate of inflation. You guys need protection. As much as we need protection from the federal government and all things Second Amendment, you need protection on what the Federal Reserve is about to do to your cash and your cash derivatives. Oh, can can I just ask you one one of the three questions that that crossed my mind whenever you it bet. comes to the stock you market? Bet. I'll let you. I, am, sure. am I as just as corrupt 
is all the other people that are dealing in the stock market, me being a stockholder myself? No. No. Because sometimes it almost feels like it. Uh, because for me, because there's some guilt. There's some guilt there. Whenever I make a bunch of money off of not a bunch of money, but a decent <laughs> amount of money off of off, off of a stock. You must be and, joking. This is what you do. This is a giant casino, the American stock market. And I know, but I dice. feel bad Sometimes because you get lucky. You no, but everybody take else is off the table and buy physical silver. Go ahead, man. I, I don't I don't I don't know. Like just. Within that, I'm like, man, everybody else lost so much money, but I invested into the, the top th or like three that I knew was going to get off in like six months. And I was right. And I made money and I, I made money off people basically suffering. Basically, is kind no. of what I did a no. little bit. You so I have this I have this gambling. little bit of guilt. Just yeah, it's like definitely. They lost money I don't know. Gambling. I don't know. Yeah. I have that sense of guilt, too. And I, I have a little bit of that because I was right on. I was right on shit. You're and other people shit, suffered, Jesse. you know? Yeah, no, I'm a piece of shit. I was a piece of shit before I started investing in the stock market. We'll leave it at I, that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that first and foremost. We're going to leave it at that, man, because we had a, a, a good hour. Morally, it bothers me. but we, we had a good hour with Pat on the show talking about the Second Amendment Preservation Act here in Missouri. We're going to have a lot of uh, different links down below on where you guys can check it out. Pat, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on and spending some time on Talk Junkies to explain why it's so important to Missourians and other states in our country, Absolutely. why it's so important that we uh, don't budge on any type of uh, federal gun regulations that impose a uh, will against our Second Amendment right, man. Greatly appreciated, man. You bet. I want to thank you guys for once again putting up with me and, and uh, having me back once in a while. And, and I'm really sorry. I, I haven't done much. You guys have probably seen very little activity on my channel up until about a month ago. Um, and that's really because Second Amendment Preservation Act and the silver squeeze thing is taking up a lot of my time. If I had to choose, if I didn't have enough time for both, the Second Amendment Preservation Act would be my top priority. Because remember now, I care about this place, and I definitely want to leave it in better condition than I came into it for my daughter and for my grandkids. Hell yeah, man. Pat, you're a Jedi. You're a Jedi. Yes, you sir. Are a, you are a force to be reckoned with, man. I, I love I love the shit out of you, Pat. Every time you come on here, you really are. I love you guys. I, I love too. your Carl, I'm starting to oh. warm up on you, Carl. So it's going to take a few episodes, <laughs> man. I think. But <laughs> oh, I've Pat, seen I've seen Pat you, Pat. You time, haven't seen man. me. I watch the podcast every okay. week, but. So yeah, gotcha. dude, uh, you're you're a force. You're a force, man, and and I, I love you for that. I love you for that. So keep on, Thank keep you, on, sir. keeping on, man. Definitely keep on doing you that. You bet. And we'll share the show. Hey, if you guys wouldn't mind to call your sheriffs in your respective counties tomorrow, we'll ask do. them where they stand. I'll probably be pulled over by one tonight on my way home, man. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll send them a link just off my phone whenever yeah. they're looking at my insurance on my phone too. So, now I'm so, just yeah. waiting for Sheriff R not to pull me over with, you know, an unlicensed lightsaber or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, you're you're literally you're you're what I think of as like current day American Jedi. You you're you are that you are that. Yes, man. you really are. Appreciate you guys. Well, you guys can find Pat on Truth Money Freedom Podcast on YouTube. Uh, are you on any, and you're on BitChute now as well? BitChute and okay. Odyssey, also known as Library, and but the big thing is our Discord server which is very busy. We got a lot of new folks coming in with the Silver Squeeze. Um, so we uh, actually have a Discord server, a live voice chat. You guys can come in and talk anytime. Um, I get in there as often as I can, usually while I'm driving. That's about as often as I can get in these days. Um, but a lot of very, very, some people say, oh, TC, you know, you're so oh, TC is my moniker, Timmy Changa. You guys see my, my real name here. 
since I am um, literally calling out Sheriff Arnott, I'm not hiding behind a moniker. I'm not hiding behind a screen name. You, you know who I am, Sheriff. We'll talk because we got to get this solved. Um, but I, I just, I just, I guess at this point in time, I just really, really, really want people to just start being honest, intellectually honest about what they want. What, what is their desire? What do they want to do? And for me, I want more freedom. I want my daughter to have more freedom. I want my grandkids to have more freedom. And I think all of you guys want that too. And all of us together, we are the force. Better, better world, myself, better world, not. more, more freedom, less governing power telling us how to live our lives and maybe a better solution to problems, you know, yep. that are, that are put upon us. Yep. Right. Seems That's simple, right. but it's not That's so what simple. I want. So in our discord right? group, we, we cover this stuff, this kind of stuff. We cover everything from, you know, more freedoms, truth, money, and freedom. We chose those words for the name of our group for a reason. We represent all of those to the best of our abilities. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and I certainly am not. Jesus Christ was the only perfect man who walked the planet. But I will tell you that I'm trying my very best to leave this place better than I found it. There you go. Thank you, sir. Well, cheers, Pat. You have a good night, man. And thanks for joining Talk Junkies, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Take care. You as well. Okay, I've stopped my recording. Okay, yeah, give me one second. I'll stop mine. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We had uh, Pat from Truth, Money, Freedom Podcast. Like I said, you check out his YouTube channel over uh, on YouTube, and he just told you where else where else you could find him. I'll put all those in the description below. The best thing you can do about this video, especially if you live in Missouri, if I try and share it on Facebook, it's not going to work, so it's going to take the force of everyone, of all my friends, to share that shit on Facebook because, unfortunately, it is a way to reach people, but you just have to know how to do it. But the best thing you can do is share this video. When you hit the like button, act like it's a crown and you have a little magic coloring book. And when you start coloring, you hit the subscribe button. Please do that because that also helps Talk Junkies be able to provide important knowledge to all the people out there. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify, Podomatic, uh, YouTube, all the places where you can find podcasts. We're there. I greatly appreciate any of our new listeners here on Talk Junkies. To all our junkies out there, stay fly and ring the bell. 